I think today we should, we've done a lot of things south. Duluth, yeah. Two Harbors, well. East. Two Harbors. <laughs> <laughs> two Harbors and up, the scenic drive. We've yeah. done the, we've played around in Silver Bay. We've uh, slid across crazed monkey bars. <laughs> we went up the Gunflint Trail for a whole series. Yeah, my favorite. I just feel like we should keep going up Highway 61. Okay. This is not quite a continuation of the Highway 61 road trip. I think we should just go spend a day in Grand Portage. Right on, that sounds cool. See what there is to do and what we can find up that way. Okay, you're driving. All right, let's go. This is Exploring the North Shore with Joe and Jay. As you know, our podcast is sponsored by Cascade Vacation Rentals with 175 properties between Duluth and the Canadian border. To name a couple in this area, we have um, Holland Pines, actually a cute little cabin, kind of tucked back in the woods a little bit, affordable, a great place if you want to just have a place to rest your head at night, but go out exploring all day during the day. So if you're up for an adventure, like what we are having here today, you want to go explore Grand Portage State Park and the monument, maybe go spend some money at the casino. It's a great place to call as your home base, located right in the heart of Holland. If you would like to book that, go to www.cascadevacationrentals.com, look up the property Hovland Pines or one of our other many Hovland properties, and don't forget to use promo code PODCAST to get the biggest discount available at any given time. Again, that's www.cascadevacationrentals.com. I would want to say real quick, Jay, that when you're up this far uh, near Grand Portage in the Hovland area, it's so beautiful and it's got its own feel that it's hard to leave after just a short afternoon or something. It's worth staying in a few nights, you know, or making this part of your overall trip. Cause yeah. it's, this is, when you think about kind of the remote Cook County North Shore experience, it's happening up here. Yeah. And you know, what's great about this is we haven't really seen a whole lot of people, given no. it's a Thursday. Still, it's August. Yeah. This is like the peak of the season and there's a lot of space to stretch out up here. So now we are at the, what is this actually called? It is the, yeah, I'm guessing it's just the restaurant at Grand Portage or the Grand Portage Lodge and Casino restaurant. I'm starving. Joe's browsing the menu. I get I'm the starving. same thing <laughs> I every that? time I come here. Yes, what is it? I get the poutine. Poutine? Which, okay. Where are you, in Canada? Practically. <laughs> I gotta read it because it's just that incredible. I see it on your menu, I don't see it. Okay, there we go. Okay, we know, we know, everyone does poutine, but we bet you've never had it quite like this. French fries <laughs> topped with deep fried cheese curds, a healthy dose of our hunter's gravy, topped with applewood what? smoked bacon and a soft, basted fried egg whoa uh like i said it is not it's, it's under the sides it I is not a side oh, that so. is a full-on <laughs> meal uh you didn't quite do it the justice i feel of the um first sentence which ends with an exclamation point wait which one? everybody does poutine oh, you've yeah. never had it quite like this exclamation so, point everybody does poutine but they do That's it true. wrong and it's terrible wow. one most people think that poutine is just fries with gravy mm -hmm. that is not poutine if it doesn't have cheese curds on it it ain't poutine so okay. fries gravy and cheese curds so that is the 
basis of a good poutine. Now they step it up a notch by throwing in the bacon. How about the bacon? I didn't want to tell you. I wanted to just show up and you to yeah. see it and just have be your like, is mind that bacon on? And yeah. then the egg. Then they throw an egg on top. That's awesome. Which at first I was like, I don't know how I feel about this, but then one day I just went for it and I just mixed it all together <laughs> in this incredibly high fat incredibly delicious blob and mm. i will not order anything here other than that simply because it's so incredible and i want it all the time so okay when i make well, it up here that's what i get i guess your mind is set oh, yeah. since you're having that i can't copy you i suppose you can eat thing. some of mine like i said it's right. enough for me for like three different meals like not I'll, I'll me here. divide it into thirds, warm it up for lunch the next day, and warm it up for lunch or dinner the, that night or whatever. Um, let's see, Jay. I'm kind of feeling like maybe um, maybe a burger sounds pretty good, but I want onion rings, homemade, handmade onion rings. Good both. Yeah, maybe I'll have to do that. Is there is there a burger that has an onion ring on it? Well, it looks like you can substitute them. All right. This looks nice. Oh, look at all this stuff. Man, they have the, you know, so there's the crispy shrimp tacos. There's the po' boy. The shrimp po' boy. Was, I did have the shrimp. Before I discovered mm -hmm. my one and only love, mm -hmm. their poutine, I did try the shrimp po' boy. And I want to say something else at some point here, but I can't remember what it was now. But I've not had anything here that wasn't really good. Okay. Shrimp tacos or... The po' boy. Oh, the drunken shrimp po' yes. boy. <laughs> Not just your average shrimp. What's Maybe it drunk with? Just pure joy of life. Pure joy of life. Okay, Jay. So here we are. What else is going to happen today? All right. So we are starting off with lunch at the Grand Portage Lodge and Casino. Very, very comfortable and easy to get in here and, um, you know, it doesn't even necessarily have anything to do with the casino. In fact, we didn't go through mm -hmm. nothing that, you know, anything wrong with that. I'm just saying if you're not, not a casino person, yeah, if it's not for yeah. you. You don't have to even set foot in there. You just come right into this nice, clean restaurant. They renovated it. I think it was a year or two ago. So 2017, 2018, they were doing this multi-million dollar renovation. Uh -huh. They did a really good job. Like you used to, when you walked in, you were kind of in the casino. And it is a smoking casino, which not everybody enjoys. And you almost had to walk through part of it to get anywhere else in there. Now there's this big grand entrance. You walk in, it's wide, it's bright, you know, and you walk in and straight ahead, there's, you know, where you front desk for the hotel. Mm -hmm. And then there's a gift shop. There's actually like a little arcade too over there. I don't know if you saw that. I did see that. <clears throat> and then come back in here and you're in the restaurant. The restaurant's kind of on the opposite end than the casino. So... Yeah, you don't cross. The casino does have like a little snack bar, mm -hmm. which is good if you're hungry at the casino. You can grab food there or have yeah. a more formal sit down experience. And you have a great view of the lake. Yes. From said restaurant. Yes, indeed. Yeah, it's really nice to be here. So where are we going to head to um, next? What else are we doing up here today? Well, there's a few things you can do in Grand Portage, but the main one that I think most people think about well, we're not going to go to the casino. I think a lot of people think about the casino, but they don't realize there's actually some really cool historic stuff here. So we're going to head to the Grand Portage National Monument. Mm -hmm. Yep. So we're meeting up with uh, Carl Coster there, and we're going to kind of get the lowdown on the monument and the things going on there. We just missed Rendezvous Days, which is 
kind of the big festival up here. And we both missed that, unfortunately, but Mm -hmm. that's one thing you can do. It happens the second weekend of August. That's a big deal up here. A lot of people come in for that. Um, There's a powwow then too, but we're going to go there and see what it's just like on a normal Thursday, what a normal person just coming in off the street can pull in and see. And then we're going to head up to the state park. Cool. Sounds like a nice day. Yeah. The state park has the highest waterfall that is like in Minnesota, although technically it's only half in Minnesota because the other half is in Canada. So we're basically going to Canada again today. All right. We do that a lot lately, back I've noticed. Work. Yeah, back <laughs> We were like last episode or two episodes ago, whenever that yep. was. All right, cool, Jay. All Sounds right. good to me. So now we're going to get our food and head out and do that. Okay, great. Thanks. Appreciate it. First thoughts? That's a, a magnificent plate. You okay. Have. I need to take a picture. I've never seen I'll, its equal. It's right. And you I were doubting like me. I feel like I'm in like the depths of Canada. Doubted me for so long. You're like, I don't know how you're going to eat just poutine. That's a side dish. Is that a cheese curd? Yeah. I know where I'm sending my buddy who came looking for the best poutine he could find. This is the best. I have been to Canada and I've had Canadian poutine. And Canadians are probably going to hate me for saying this. But and this no disrespect is the best to our Canadian poutine. friends. Canadians do poutine right. In fact, Canadians are the reason that I'm kind of a poutine snob yeah. and can't stand 90% of American poutine. This but is quite a thing you have here. It's, I mean, the, the plate is what, a 12 by, no, 10 by 10? Yeah, probably. A 10 by 10 plate, that's a 12 by 12, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's large and spectacular, <laughs> whatever it is. I'm gonna start eating now. Okay. Alright, so we're here at the monument. We're inside the interpretive center. Cool place. You ever been here before, Jay? I have actually. So once again, this is I have to thank my years working for the YMCA summer camp for oh. getting out and about in the community. Yeah. Uh, we brought the kids here a couple years ago. Nice. And it was really cool. It was uh before um rendezvous. Okay. So everything was kind of set up and there was a bunch of people here. It mm. just hadn't it was like the beginning of it, it hadn't fully started yet. Yeah. So I kind of got to see the precursor to the fun, you know, event-filled weekend that is Rendezvous Days. So this is a really nice um, exhibit here, and this is like the permanent. This is always up, right? Yeah, I think, and I don't think much has changed with it since I was here. I think the last time would have been 2017, so two years now. Yeah, looks about the same. Wow, that's a sweet sled. Yeah, I need that for ice fishing. There's videos, there's guides and things, there's um, this cool um, model, scale model mm-hmm. of what it looked like back then. Now, half these buildings are, or most of those buildings are gone now. You know, they weren't preserved, but this shows you what it did look like. Wow, look at this. Spout. Oh, I thought it was an old pipe. It's a tea kettle spout. That's kind of cool. It is. They actually have like archaeological digs that they've done here mm-hmm. to pull up a lot of these things so i think this is what this section is about is the whole archaeology of grand portage and it says it began in 1936 hmm. and it's been going on wait, wait it says began in 1936 and then down here it says beginning in 1961 hmm. so yeah started sure loosely in 36 yeah. but more sort of officially or with heavier equipment or something maybe in 61 yeah and they've unearthed more than 14,000 artifacts. Some of which are here in this room right in yep. front of us. 
you know, there's the interpretive center and the monument, they're separate. There's like a video you can watch that's actually mm-hmm. very informative. It kind of goes into the history of, you know, the fur trade and why this was here and the history behind that. And then it also goes into the current situation at Grand Portage and the future that they're going for here. So it, it's a very, very good video. I highly recommend watching it. Eight and a half miles. I have not done it, nor have I set foot on the Grand Portage or Grand Portage. Uh, Grand Portage. I, yes. And I would really like to, with a canoe on, a big heavy You would like aluminum. to do an eight and a half mile yes. portage. Yes. All right. I've talked to a few people. In fact, uh, the people who just set the the record for the traveling the border lakes, and they did it. And I don't know. They said it's uh, there's a sentimental thing that happens to you. I mean, eight and a half miles. Mm-hmm. For by comparison, Jay, we did like a quarter mile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. Hmm. I'll let you carry the canoe on that. I will. <laughs> I gladly will, just so long as you're not in it or on top of it or something. Like hanging off the back. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, let's go to the monument. And now you're walking on, it's not paved anymore. We've stepped off the pavement. We're walking on a gravel, but a nicely flattened gravel. Mm Mm-hmm. We're kind of outside the, I don't know, fort? Is it a fort? Yeah. Okay, fort. Indeed. We got a fire oh, going. Cool, a heater. Oh, here we go. Oh, no, this is just the birch bark for the ceilings and roofs. Boy. That's, uh, that's a large piece of birch bark. I think the first line of this is a very interesting thing, and that is Ojibwe women built the home. Hmm. You know? Yeah. Usually it's both or the men, but no, it was the women. Yep. Fire going over there. Yeah. Some sort of a and if potato you're, cooking. And they have a little kids village thing over here. And these are actually very difficult games. So they have games that the kids would have played back then, you know, mm. 200 years ago. You land a circle on a stick. Yeah. You should try it, Joe. Harder than it looks. Huh? It is harder than it looks. Well, I'd hate to go grab it out of someone's hand. Nice stuff, bro. Perhaps on the way back. But there's some, yeah, there's some different activities and things. So if you come here with kids, they're going to be nicely entertained. I think I'm going to be really good at that game, by the way, for the record. Can't wait until you're proven wrong again. I feel like you're doing this to yourself in every single episode. (laughs) I'm a glutton for punishment, Jay. (laughs) I think this is the boathouse. Wow, nice. Yeah, let's go inside. Because if I remember this correctly, it's pretty cool on the inside. Oh, all right, cool. This whole boathouse. So cool. Now that is a fine canoe. Like during the height of the fur trade here in the 1790s. I mean, I mean, it's like buying that two-ton pickup. You put two tons in it and you drive it 17 hours a day, seven days a week. It ain't gonna last. It's not made to do it all the time, and that's what these canoes were doing. So I think that's one reason you don't see painted ones as much in the in the true fur trade days, because they're just they were disposable items. They even were disposable for natives who built canoes. I mean, natives never built canoes bigger than 16, 17 feet. This is European green right here. But um, even natives, I mean, they built the canoe, they chucked it into the woods, and if it was there next spring, 
awesome. If it wasn't, eh, we make another. Yeah, they didn't have that concern of, you know, let's see how long it lasts. Whereas guys today who buy birch bark canoes, they spend a lot of money on a birch bark canoe and they want it to last. Yeah. So, yeah. So we just heard a description of the canoes that we're looking at and how long they were used. And, and yeah, there's people that thing here. That's huge. That, that's a large, that's, that's maybe the largest canoe I've ever seen. I don't think you could purge that one on your own. Oh, yes, I could, Jay. Where would you even? <laughs> Where's the yoke? How would you do that? <laughs> yeah, maybe you're right on this one. <laughs> See? Yeah, this is the boathouse. You can yep. roll right down. So they would portage, you know, there's the eight mile portage, but they're on the rivers back here. They're going back quite a ways. They're on Lake Superior for long periods of time. I mean, you really had to maintain and keep those canoes in good condition or else, you know, bad things were going to happen. Yeah. Wow. And now we are walking into the headquarters. The summer, summer headquarters yeah, for summer. a global enterprise. So this is known as the depot in the days of the fur trade. A great variety of people pass through its gates to do business with the Northwest Company. So the, I mean, there's a great hall. There's a kitchen. Then there's um, the fur store. And I think, so the buildings that look like they're still standing are the kitchen, the great hall, and then maybe some sort of a lookout. But there was houses, like the clerk's quarters, tradesmen shops, blacksmith shops, you know, the North, Northman's camp. So, you know, a lot of the guys that came up, they camped out here. Where it actually just came from was, I guess, the warehouse, actually. Mm. Not the, uh, well, I'm sure that's kind of the point of it, but. Yeah. All right, well, let's cool. head on in. Wow, cool. And I believe these are actually rebuilt. They're obviously not the original buildings, but they did a really good job. I mean, they look old. And you can see they left the, like they would kind of section off where the other buildings were. And there's grass growing up higher. So you can visualize where the other buildings were. Mm -hmm. It's not a huge place. It's not like Fort William, which is massive. a massive. Yeah. yeah. The main hall. Wonder what all went down in there. Eating. These people must have been hungry. Can you imagine? Okay. Wow, so check out that fireplace. And they got a fire in it. Looks like a dining room and then a couple of rooms off to either side. Let's go check this one out. This one looks it almost looks like a little town square. The okay. barber in here. Oh man, look at the top hat. So there's okay, there's there's different like almost looks like store windows. Like you're looking inside of a old like store, and like this one has some fur pelts in it. Ooh, check this out. Perfume, soaps, scents. Can you, okay, so I'm a little fascinated with like old medicines and what they used to put in some of these things, which is mostly just, um. well, look, there's a thing for leeches back there. Nice. For medical purposes, not uh, fishing, Joe. what? <laughs> Check out that little suit. Oh, it's by the little kid. We're very small adults. <laughs> 
I want a top hat. All right, we'll remember that. I must say that the smell of the smoke in here is quite delightful. I could hang out in here for a long time. They would bring the fur trader. Red fox. There's beaver, badger, raccoon, red fox. That's fisher, pine marten. What's this one? Arctic fox. That came from way up north. They'd bring it down here. Yeah. Look at the wolf. Oh my gosh. Wait, is that a bear? No, that's a moose. Moose and a black bear. Okay, look. A swan. And a swan. And a swan. They got it all in here, Jay. This is what it would have been like. The fur trade. The peak of the fur trade. Let's go check out the back rooms. You think you could have made it back in this time, Jay? <laughs> no. What? I'm a camper, but... I don't do you know. Do you think I could have made it back in this time? I think you think you could have. <laughs> That's not quite what I asked. <laughs> but I think that answered your question. <laughs> so this is like kind of going into how they made stuff, but like yeah. why they needed so many fur pelts. Mm -hmm. And they used it for clothing, blankets, shelter. Portage. Here's a room, huh? This is fancy though. I think this, this must is have like the lead, yeah. the corporal, or whoever. This is. definitely has to be someone who's high up. That's scary. What is that? A bear. Oh. <laughs> so we gotta figure out who Alexander McKenzie is because this is his bedroom. Mm, it's a nice place. Oh, probably it tells you right here. Okay, Girl. so partner's bedroom. Girls. Oh, so yeah, the senior shareholders of Northwest Company. Mm. So they were the top brass, huh? Yeah, looks like, I mean, if you want your executives to be comfortable. Yeah. It, so the original Great Hall had four bedrooms, one in each corner. So that's the, you know, the different displays now. Those used to be just bedrooms. And then there is a separate building with a number of other bedrooms located between the West Gate and the Great Hall. So this is where the big guys slept and then... What happened? Tragedy struck one night? Oh, that is what it looks like. He looks sick. Like, he looks pale. Or they got some kind of tourniquet. Like, maybe he got shot. Oh, yeah. That guy. Oh, yeah. All right. So, there's a picture here. And there's one guy. Does It It doesn't tell you, though. No. There's no story on this. We'll have to inquire. I know. I'm all curious now. All right, Jim. Getting a little smoked out. Okay. Let's go Some roaring fires yeah. over here in the kitchen. Can you imagine being here like on the hottest day of the summer? Or if they turn the fires off? <laughs> I bet they stay cool. They hold the brick holds the cold. So we are now inside the kitchen. Sweet cast iron. I would totally use those. Look at all this stuff. You got any cast iron cookware? I do. Really? I don't have a cauldron though. I want a cauldron. Mm. I'm glad to hear that you do, Jay. I do. I enjoy cast iron. I forget often to season it, but... Yeah. That's okay. 
I do appreciate how they've made this so realistic. There's an actual duck. There's two ducks actually hanging mm-hmm. from the uh, hook over there. Yep. So they're there, and there's this is lavender. Hmm. Some Probably. sort of herb hanging here. Yeah. It's pretty cool, you know the. I'm, I'm, you know, the amount of work that goes into making this look really nice and clean and authentic is impressive. Indeed. Oh, is it raining? Some of that rain from that oh, ominous it's cloud. Raining. That, that is uh, random. Sunny skies and rain, Jay. Yeah, that is very strange. Oh, they just showers. It's a light sprinkle. Often. Yeah. Yeah. Are you away? Well, I want to go take a look at this little spy tower thing over here. Yeah. Cool. I don't know if that's what its intended purpose is, but that's what it looks like. I don't know if it was so much spying as lookout. There's a, there is a difference between spying and looking out. Yeah, they had to see when people were coming in. And yeah. Coming and going. Exactly. Or if someone was in distress. Such as Jay. I would be quite distressed <laughs> if I was on a boat on the lake most of the time. <laughs> okay, so... No, they were guarding. It says guard the gates. Huh. Well, right. you said spying. Oh, you're right. This gate was not intended to prevent attacks. Relations with the Ojibwe and other Native Americans were friendly and based on mutual trade, rather to deter from theft and look out for fire. Hmm. So, yeah, that makes sense. You see the voyagers coming and keep an eye on things. Know who's coming and going. Yep, that makes sense. I wonder if they ever busted anybody. Doing what? Trying to steal stuff? Yeah. I'm sure. Maybe that's what that portrait in there was all about. You there! <laughs> this could be a, uh, you know, out west they've started renting out the lookout fire towers as That like, would be really stays. cool. Yeah. Although in this case, I like the historic nature. I don't think it'd be the same if there's somebody sleeping in here. Really? You could go down and make your breakfast down there. Have a little duck. <laughs> well, Jay, what's next? We're gonna go find Carl. We're gonna go find Carl. Get the get the scoop, huh? Again, there you go. We've doubled back outside now. We're heading back towards where we started, which oh, means there's the games. we're coming up to the kids' games. I got my camera out. So, Joe. I'm ready to dominate. I hope they say the name of this game. Oh, I think there's, well, it actually just says kids. I'm sure this guy knows. He looks like he knows a lot. He's busy, he's frightened by the rain. All right, I don't Joe. want to be disturbed either. Go for it. Which one is it's it? It's the long one with this, the, right yeah, that one. Ah, and the object is to Get go like the, this. Yes. I can do that on one try. Oh, he did it. <laughs> I told you, Jay. I knew it the second I saw this game. Fine, this time I am wrong. Good oh. job. Would you mind repeating that for the fair listener? Hey, I didn't ask you to repeat it when you were wrong in the last episode. <laughs> all right, all right. But yes, I was wrong. <laughs> I'll admit when I'm wrong. No shame. <laughs> well, even on the... Uh, Sunny, rainy days. It's still pleasant here <laughs> at Grand Portage. This is so weird. It's raining. And blue sky almost everywhere you look.
Carl Koster, Park Ranger, Grand Portage National Monument. And how long have you been working here? I've been here about uh, 22 years. And what is it exactly? If you were to describe it to someone who's never been here before, what would you say? Well, it's, it's pretty amazing. I mean, we're sitting here at the world's largest fur company that ever existed. I mean, it was the 1790s when furs were at their peak. And during the 1790s, the British Northwest Company called this their inland headquarters and were responsible for about 70% of the world's furs. And that's at a time when furs are the biggest commodity in the world. So it, it was huge. I mean, what they were able to do here, I mean, with access to the Atlantic and the Arctic and the Pacific, all because of this geographic wonder we call the Grand Portage. When somebody was, you know, if they were to come now, it's a, you know, just a, a re not with the big weekend, but just the day-to-day -day aspects of what the monument is. Yeah. Um, you know, is it is it just a reenactment of that or a recreation? Well, you know, we have a great museum, great films and all that, which is open year round. But in late May, as, as the tourist season begins here on the North Shore, we open up the historic site. And there's three of the original 16 buildings and those buildings are reconstructed, but they're reconstructed on the original site. So everything we're doing here is on the original site. The, the stockade, the kitchen, the great hall, the canoe warehouse. And then we're in historical clothing doing the things that happened here in the 1780s. 1980s and 90s, whether I'm building the birch bark canoes or buckets or barrels or our great gardening with European heirloom gardens and uh, the native gardening that we do here. And then the, the birch bark lodges and the cooking uh, local fish out of Lake Superior in the historic kitchen and bagpipers and fiddlers who are on staff playing music. And the great hall is, is, is all full the crystal and china of the scottish owners of this company and we're really you know trying to show people that this 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 cross connection of cultures you know with with french canadian voyagers and scottish partners and british traders talking to the ojibwe the anishinaabe people who are of course still here today and showing how this place was just so important uh, I mean, we saying the word global commodity, you know, or globalization means not much as, as it used to, but that's what truly what this place was. I mean, if you're sitting here and thinking this is the major point of all these goods coming in for trade from Germany and France and Italy and Spain and South America and all possible because of a simple little gap in the hills. I mean, when we say Grand Portage, people think of everything from the, from the local band, they think of um, the casino, they think of everything. Uh, but really what we celebrate is, is the trail itself, the Grand Portage Trail and not just the name. I mean, we have this chunk of land that, you know, as, as we know, a portage connects two bodies of water. Mm -hmm. We're just the Pigeon River to Lake Superior. But in terms of the fur trade, Lake Superior is access to the Atlantic and the Pigeon River is access to the Pacific. Okay. And by canoe, we're eight weeks, at least in fur trade canoes, from either point. So we're truly almost center of the world here and people are surprised to hear that because they think they're way up north in a small little remote spot. But we're not. We're center of the world here for commodities and where exploration began. Hmm. I mean, even with the fur company here reaching the Pacific Ocean in 1793, way before Lewis and Clark. I mean, that amazing history that we can share here and, and do it in a fun way. I mean, with the historical dress and the music and the smells of the food, 
it's just a great place. Yeah, we were enjoying the smoke in the like, great room, you know, the fire going. Oh, yeah, yeah. Everything and the authenticity, yeah, the, how it felt. Yeah, I mean, seeing all the furs and the kids are touching the furs and then well, what do they do with these furs? Well, walk into the London room and you can see what those furs become, you know, and well, but most of the beaver was for hats. Well, let's go into a London hat shop we recreated and see how those hats were made. You know, it's just, you know, every time they have a question, we can take them now to a new part of the park that we're developing. Like the London shop is new. The hat shop is brand new, two years old. And what we do is we listen to people, what they're saying to us. We go, we need an exhibit on that. Yeah, and that, so that was recreating a street in London. Yeah, yeah that's what I said. Well, I didn't say yeah. London, but I'm like this feels like you're walking down an actual like street in some town. Yeah, well, that, that came apart in a fun way because doing this for nearly 30 years now, working at living history sites and specializing in fur trade, um, I, I've been to all the other fur trade sites in Canada and the US and they always say it's beaver, beaver, beaver. And yeah, beaver made up 70% 70, 70 of the furs here, but we're also bringing in those, those the muskrats and the minks and the marts and the otters and the bears and all those other furs. And every time you go to a fur trade site, they say they made hats out of these beaver and they throw it on you. And then you see all these foxes and minks and martens and skunks hanging. Well, what do they do with those things? And everyone's like, oh, I don't know. So that was the London room idea okay. of to create these things. So if you go to the apothecary, there's badger toothbrushes oh. and there's perfumes made from castor glands from the beaver and there's swans down powder puffs made from swans. And then if you go to the hat shop, yeah, we have the beaver, but there's swans decorating ladies hats and a bearskin grenadier hat for the British military. And the clothier has fur dress clothing. And then you even go to the um, the general merchant shop. There's fishing floats made from swan quills. I mean, we're showing you what each of these animals were used for around the world by going through a London marketplace. Mm. And that was just our way. I mean, originally it was just supposed to be in cases. Here's what they yeah. made out of this animal. And then we got, well, let's make it look like London. Mm -hmm. Let's put really street cool. lights. Let's yeah, yeah. yeah that was, so so that was a fun exhibit. Yeah, the the atmosphere around here is a few times I've been here is always you know pretty upbeat and and um, was that what was the actual um, mood or atmosphere of the of this area here in the historically? 17th? Yeah, was you know, so we got historically there's a thousand approximately a thousand voyagers showing up here. Now these voyagers, half of them are coming out of the interior. They're between here and the Arctic, here in the Pacific. There's a hundred trading posts they're working at. There's five in Wisconsin, approximately 10 in Minnesota. And they're sitting up there trading all winter with the native people for furs. And they know that once the rivers open up, they make their way here, which should get them here in July. So once the rivers break and that excitement, I mean, you're in the same small cabin with the same guys <laughs> looking at those same faces all year. And then you're told, just wait, because when the rivers break, we go to Grand Portage. There's a thousand people there, people from your hometown. There's, there's your old friends, there's family, there's payment, there's celebration, there's music. There's gonna be all these things when you get there. Time to sign new contracts, time to relax, because this is the first time when you get here that you don't have to paddle and you don't have to portage. Nice. It is literally coming here for a vacation for these guys. Now, they'll have a little labor they have to do when they get here, perhaps, um, and some will be here for a couple of weeks. Some may get here and have to turn around the next day. 
to get back before freeze up. Hmm. But they know when they got here, it was seeing old friends and seeing family and having an endless supply of joy. I mean, whether they want to go to a canteen and have a drink or go to a dance, because they talk about the bagpipes and the fifes and the fiddles being played at Grand Portage. So just imagine, I mean, everything, your whole year is, is revolving around coming here for that short amount of time in summer. And it's time to celebrate. And I, I think a lot of the visitors get that too. I mean, mm -hmm. they're on vacation. That's what they're, that's what they're here for too. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it all works the same. Wow, you know? interesting. And um, one thing we noticed on the wall uh, outside the bedroom, the corner bedroom opposite the fireplace is uh, in the main hall was a, a gentleman who appeared to be either wounded or sick. Uh, I thought wounded. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah um, the, what's the, the story with that? Yeah, Montcalm and Wolf. You know, that's, that's on the fields of Abraham basically ending the French and Indian War. And what the French and Indian War does finally, of course, the, the end of that um, is, is signifying now no longer the French can trade but the British can trade. The British now have control of North America because of the end of the, uh, the French and Indian War in 1763. So the, the, the death of, you know, those portraits, the showing the death of Wolfe and stuff like that, that's just celebrating a great part of Canadian history. It's when British rallied and finally won the French and Indian War. And this is a British company. I mean, I think one of the funnest things I tell people, you know, because they're saying, wait a minute, I'm confused now. There's, there's, there's natives around here and there's British owned company, but you're telling me the Voyagers are French Canadian. And I go, well, that's, that's part of the fun of Grand Portage. Cause what we really are here is we are a British fur company run by Scots with French Canadian paddlers trading to the free and sovereign nations of natives throughout North America, but operating illegally on U.S. soil. Oh, yeah. That's what this place is. I mean, how wild is that to wrap your head around that, you know? I mean, everyone comes here with this preconceived notion on Voyagers, and the Voyagers aren't trading. It's a British company, only the British trade, you know, and they're not trapping. All furs come from natives. They're doing all the trapping. Voyagers are truck drivers, plain and simple. I mean, they're moving the furs, they're moving the trade goods. Mm -hmm. And this is, you know, I tell people as well that, you know, they come here thinking, let's go to the trading post. Well, the Northwest Company that was here from 1779 to 1802 operated over a hundred trading posts as far south as Pine City, Minnesota. So we're sitting here and we have trading posts approximately every 60 miles to the Arctic and the Pacific. What we are here at Grand Portage is those trading posts are nothing more than Walmarts in the wilderness. <laughs> we are sitting there trading with natives for furs. And what we are is we're the Walmart distribution center. I mean, the Grand Portage, besides separating the Atlantic and the Pacific, besides separating 25 foot canoes, to 40 foot canoes is we're separating, you know, the, the two voyagers that worked here. One side trade goods are coming in, furs are coming in the other way. They're switched here and go back. We're a Walmart distribution center. That's all we are mm -hmm. for this huge company. It just happened to be at the perfect location. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, interesting. And so do people, um, I mean, how would somebody, do people come with that knowledge, I guess, or do you educate them along the way? When you tell them the Walmart analogy, they always go, oh, mm -hmm. I get it, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, when you tell them that, you know, to, like I was working on a canoe today 
and you tell them, you know, to make a canoe, I need three things. I need, I need paper birch, I need northern white cedar, and I need black spruce. And if I go 200 miles in any direction, I lose one or two of those trees. Grand Portage has an abundance of those three trees. I go making this perhaps one of the greatest places to make a canoe. And they go, well, that not that amazing? And I said, that's not really the amazing part of it. I said, how crazy is it that one of the best spots on the planet to make a birch bark canoe happens to be a place that's eight weeks from either coast? Mm. How crazy is it that it also happens to be a place that from here, and I know many of you have canoes on your car, I saw it in the parking lot, mm. that from here we can reach the Atlantic Ocean, the Arctic Ocean, the Pacific Ocean, Hudson's Bay or the Gulf of Mexico by canoe and never have a walk or a portage longer than 10 miles. And they're like, really? I go, that's it. That's the longest walk you got to make. That is actually really crazy to think about. It is. It's insane. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm like and then I'll say, it. I'm like, wow. Then I'll say, where were you from? And then we show them on the maps around here. Here's mm -hmm. how we get to your house with a canoe. That's how we get to your house because that's what Grand Portage is. If there's no planes, trains, automobiles, cars, or buses, if the world revolved around canoes alone, we're like Chicago. We're like New York. Mm -hmm. We're the center. We're the center. Everything meets right here. Yeah. So we're this great giant hub. And I, and I think they all leave with that going, I didn't, I didn't know, really, this place. You know, they're all shocked by it. Cool. Mm -hmm. They're all really shocked by it, mm -hmm. you know. I, I think it's a great, you know, and... I think if anything, they, they come down here looking for the monument, which is the trail, and they don't realize the, the buildings and the interpreters and all that we do here. Yeah. And I think everyone who comes here probably spends a lot more time than they think they would. Mm -hmm. I think we already have more. Yeah. We're like, let's go in real quick. And then, but half an hour later, we're like, oh, we've been here half an hour already. And this is awesome. <laughs> yeah. And it's free. Yeah. yeah. That, I mean, and when, how, you know? so you said the, this parts, the yeah. historic sites are open seasonally. Yeah. Mid-October. Yeah. Okay. Mid-October is when we close, you know, so usually we start getting the flurries then, you know, yeah. and then late May you get some of those flurries. So we really kind of come and go with the snow. So May, pretty I much mean, May through October. And then the museum, those open year round. The museum is open year round. Yeah. Yeah. But the historic site is we're, we're seasonal here, but, um, we just we can't get enough of it. I mean, even the people who work here, the first year people are amazed that they, it almost becomes like their playground. They go, I can't believe I get to sit here and play all day, <laughs> you know? And so it's, yeah. well, it's an awesome place. And uh, thank you so much for taking some time. Yeah. Yeah. My pleasure. Chat with us and fill us in and um, definitely a place to, to come visit for sure. Oh yeah. That's, that's we're we're here more the merrier we say. All right. All right. Yeah. Well, I think this is definitely one thing that people might skip over, but I, I hope they don't now because it's definitely a very interesting place and it's fun. It is. It is. It's massively historic and fun. And if, if you want entertainment and education, this is this is the place right here. All right. Well, thank right. you so Thanks. much, Carl. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was actually, like I, I knew a lot of that information, but the way he told it was way more passionate than any way that I could have you know, projected that. Mm -hmm. And really, it's it's a really cool place. And they've, that's, you know, him saying that everybody here kind of has fun and loves their job and you can tell that. Yeah. Yeah, you can actually, yeah. now that you mentioned it. <laughs> I was like, everybody's smiling. Everybody looks like they're happy, you know, yeah. from everybody in the, you know the museum and good vibes here the guy that was out here by the kids toys and stuff like that or it looks like they're just having a good time so 
That's always good to see too. Yeah. Nice. Well, let's go check out some waterfalls. Yeah. You know, he mentioned the Pigeon River and that's what the portage connects. So let's make that our next stop. Okay. We have made it to the Grand Portage State Park. Uh, we just parked. We didn't pay. I didn't see any signs that said we had to. <laughs> no, usually there's an entrance fee, you know, booth. I'm sure there is somewhere in this park because I think you can camp here. Yeah. So I, I think there is a section where you just park and you can come on in. There is a visitor center. We skipped over it because we have a goal in mind. And yeah, another free outdoors pleasant nice thing we can do it has stopped raining since mm -hmm. our weird random rainfall at the monument yep you are power walking right now yep <laughs> uh paved pathway nice and wide so handicap accessible direct from the parking lot it's been mostly uneventful i don't know we'll get there I don't even know how far it is. I just know I've done it before and it didn't feel that far when I did it. So I, I don't think it's much longer. Cool. We're approaching. We are definitely approaching a waterfall of some sort because it is getting loud. Oh, there it is. Beautiful. So beautiful. <laughs> Glad I talked you into coming here today. Been in the high water, that all swirls down there. 120 feet. Hey, check out that rainbow. Oh, cool. It is interesting looking at the American side versus the Canadian side. Yep, don't cross over there, Jade. It's not legal. Unless you speak to some people first. I hear the views are slightly better on the Canadian side because you can see the other waterfalls. So there's basically two that are falling down. We got a really good view of the big one, but then there's this little one in the corner. Can't see so well from here. So this is why the portage exists. Otherwise they'd have to figure out a way to come down this river, which the Grand would not be that fun. Yep. Got some video so you can go online and go to YouTube and find our video of the experience. Nice and lush around here with all this mist. Feels good actually. Yeah. Come cool down by the falls. Yeah. It's easy to get to. Yep. I say what five minutes we were walking? Yep. Anybody could uh do this one too, other than there are some stairs here at the end, yeah. but uh looked like there was a kind there, of a yeah. ladder route too. So I think you don't get quite the the higher up view, you know, you're kind of at the waterfall level. I think if you come from here, you're a little bit below it, probably not quite as good of a view, but you can still see it without having to go up the stairs, which is nice. Well, Jay, this has been a lot of fun. We've been outside most of the day. Had a beautiful drive up Highway 61. You had some shrimp tacos. Sh shrimp tacos. <laughs> of course, nothing holds a candle to your poutine. Let's not kid ourselves here. <laughs> this is some really good poutine. <laughs> So that is a day in Grand Portage where we did spend a little bit of money at lunch, but we got a great meal for about yeah, it was like $40 after tip, something like that. Mm -hmm. So two plates and You're two a generous drinks. tipper too, Jay. Don't, <laughs> I am a very generous don't, tipper. Uh, forget to mention that. <laughs> That's true. 
I'm definitely more than a 20 percenter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, you know, we didn't spend a lot of money. I guess gas, if you're not staying in the area, would be the most expensive thing you would spend money on. Mm -hmm. Or if you want to do some shopping while you're up here, there is the Ryden's Border Store, which has some nice souvenirs and duty free. Uh, duty free. And then there is the trading post at Grand Portage, not at the monument. It's actually it's like a gas station, they call it the trading post. So mm -hmm. you can pick up some stuff there too. And otherwise, come to the state park. There's lots to do here. We did the waterfall hike, looked at it, it was beautiful. Um, you can go to the nature center. There's a bunch of other, there's like a geocaching thing that goes on here, which is kind of cool, fun for kids. And the monument, of course, you know, going there and meeting with Carl and getting the tour. All of that's free. Yeah, and this has been awesome to come uh, about six, seven miles further up to get to the state park and really kind of, you know, you walk around a little bit at the monument, but this is a nice opportunity to stretch your legs before you start your drive back. Or continue up into Canada. Yeah, maybe, now you're talking. Maybe we'll have to explore that someday. Oh, uh, Canada, <laughs> Joe and Diego to Canada? I gotta get a passport. Jeez. It expired. Oh. I'm one of those people. Alright, well yeah. when you get that taken care of, we'll head okay. up to Canada. Because there's plenty to do up there that's not a far drive at all yeah, yeah. from here, which is pretty awesome. Another great day trip. Well, I look forward to that one. <laughs> as soon as Jay gets her uh, passport situation together, yes. we'll be on our way. But uh, for now, let's head back to town. It's been a great day as uh, as always. Thanks for Thanks for your good attitude. You're a fine uh, host of the area. Jay. Fine hiking buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not the one that complains about the hikes. Just hey, uh, that wait, <laughs> that was off the record. <laughs> All right, so this has been Exploring the North Shore with Joe and Jay. We'll see you again next week. See ya.